Welcome to the Black Knight Nation podcast. I'm your host, Sal Antonio. The Black Knight Nation podcast is brought to you by Higher Echelon. Higher Echelon is a company run by Army football, former Army football fullback Joe Ross. Uh, he was a coach at Army and an officer. We really appreciate Higher Echelon sponsoring our podcast. Check out our YouTube channel. Subscribe to our YouTube channel where you can find some great interviews. Uh, we just had uh, Justin Schaff, former um, Atlanta Falcons uh, scout, on to talk about Andre Carter and what Andre Carter might look like in the NFL with the Minnesota Vikings. Check out that podcast. And, you know, we welcome in Jeremy Boltis here today. Jeremy, thanks so much for joining us. Um, I believe you're our first lacrosse uh, guest other than Coach Joe Aberisi. So we really appreciate you coming on, Jeremy. And we have Seth Mendelson also with us today to talk to you. Thanks so much, Jeremy. Yeah, appreciate the opportunity, guys. Nice to see you. Good morning. Yeah, we're doing this bright and early, but um, it's game week for Army. It's NCAA game week for the Army uh, lacrosse programs, men and women. So we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit. The men are playing Maryland on, on Saturday night, right, Seth? That'll be a, a really good game. And uh, the women are playing James Madison on Friday. Um, Jeremy, I was doing a little background on you, and um, I guess you're back home, right? You're in Syracuse right now, and that's kind of where – is that where it all got started for you in lacrosse? It is where it all got started. It was, uh, you know, played three sports back in high school. Um, lacrosse was kind of my ticket. I think I, I knew I was going to be the best at that. I wanted to play in high school and college. And then, uh, you know, uh, fast forward things, um, got recruited by Coach Alberici, took the opportunity, took the leap, never was a, a military, you know, person by any means, but um, just wanted to try something different. Definitely wanted to play Division One lacrosse. And, uh, you know, I think it worked out for myself or for Army and, you know, my career and what I'm doing now, too. So it's been uh, super beneficial. And I'm very, very proud of everything that we've uh, accomplished in the past. What's recruiting um, like on the, um, the especially that you're, you're a high school coach now at Christian Brothers in Syracuse. But, I mean, it's, it's a little bit different than football, obviously. You are probably looked at, like, freshman, sophomore year, maybe. When did you make your decision to go to West Point? So, I was actually uh, super late. Um, and I know things, they, they, they go kind of a roller coaster, a little slinky effect. But um, when I was uh, getting recruited, it was your junior year was your big year. And then that summer, when the telephones opened up to, uh, to coaches, um, a lot of people made that decision. But... You know, a couple of years after I graduated college, it was like, you know, freshmen and eighth graders were getting uh, committed, making verbals and stuff like that. So, again, you know, I don't know if that was the best for um, the NCAA for, for colleges uh, per se, but um, they did put a new rule in um, a little bit ago, probably five, five years ago or whatever that um, that are now catering to recruiting back to seniors, juniors, sophomores, that sort of thing. Um, just for development's sake and everything like that. But like I said, I was super late. Um, I was probably 90% going to go uh, to Lemoyne because um, recruiting story where my phone number was wrong on my player profile sheet and uh, during the Empire Games, Central New York Empire Games, and uh, had a really good tournament, wasn't getting any phone calls and heard from the UPenn coach that uh, I was a hard guy to get a hold of. And I was like, oh, well, I'm not sure what you're talking about. He's like, yeah, your number was wrong and you're player profile sheet. So, you know, I was um, Lemoyne right down the road here, very close to committing there. But Coach Alvarisi saw me at a fall tournament my senior year, which is pretty unheard of for, um, you know, recruiting nowadays, but especially at an academy. Um, like I said, took the leap um, and didn't 
don't have any regrets. I had the best time at uh, Army, learned so much and, you know, development from a, from a player perspective, from, a, you know, growing up maturity perspective. It was just a great, great ordeal for me. So um, that's kind of how it went. Hey, Jeremy, I see Lemoyne's going Division One. Um, yeah, uh, that's going to be interesting. They have six national titles in, in men's across in Division Two, and now uh, jumping over to Division One. What do you think about that for them? Yeah, I mean, I think it's exciting, right? I think it's, it's I think it's exciting for the kids, um, definitely. And I had a couple uh, players. This is my second year at CBA that that went to Lemoyne, so definitely. Uh, look into them and, and rooting them on. But, I mean, you know, they've definitely built a, a powerhouse there in D2 and um, just a, amongst all levels, right? Parity is a is a, a normal thing. You can see all these. These used to be the, the solid blue bloods, and I see your Syracuse shirt on right there. They went to, what, 20 straight Final Fours, right? But now, you know, they're, they're scratching and clawing to make the tournament just because, you know, kids just want to play and kids just want to go to spots that are best for them and so they can get on the field and show what they got. So, you know, like I said, for across Division One, Two, and Three, um, you, you have talent at all those levels, and you can see for, for professional drafts and everything like that. And there was a D three the kid that just got drafted out of Salisbury uh, a couple nights ago. Just you know, the the talent level is at an all time high, and I think that uh, you know, with Lemoyne and, and their tradition, the rich tradition that they have, I think they're going to do well at, uh, at that level. And I, you know, definitely at men's lacrosse, I know they have a couple other sports that are pretty uh, well in depth there, but um, like I said, I think kids are still going to go there. They're going to they're going to latch on to that tradition, and um, they got a good coach there, Dan Sheehan, and from West Jenny. And uh, yeah, I think they're going to do well. I think it's exciting for a lot of people. I personally don't like the I, 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 I personally don't like that uh, can't play in the tournament for four year rule. But I mean, yeah, it's, do? it's yeah, crazy. Yeah, the NCAA has got to change that. Um, I, I I was talking to somebody last night after I heard the news, and uh, the Northeast Conference does not have lacrosse. Uh, but apparently that's going to change because of Lemoyne. Uh, they're going to uh, start a cross league. Uh, I guess, you know, I don't know how they're going to fill that up. You know, who's going to play, who's not going to play. But lacrosse is the hottest sport around right now in, in terms of, uh, you know, uh, growth. And uh, you see it growing further west. You got Michigan in, in the tournament this year. You got Utah in the tournament this year. Yeah. Um, so it's uh, it, it definitely is expanding out. Does seem that the ACC can, and the Big Ten seem to dominate. I guess the Ivies also, um, but uh, I guess this year we have uh, we we have Army uh, in there, and uh, let's, let's turn our attention to the game there. Uh, what do you what do you think about uh, the 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 game on uh, on Saturday? Yeah, I think you know I speak for many alumni that we're all super excited and more so just super proud of. Just the job that Coach Alvarisi and the staff, uh, Kyle Georgialis, Justin Ward, continue to do, you know, churning out just just uh, great seasons um, year after year, and especially with the depth that they lost last year. You know, you can read all the articles, and it, it's been um, well well spoken to. But you know, I know Coach Alvarisi is not one to to harp on those accolades and stuff like that. But all the credit to the kids, right? I mean, they just buy into the program, they buy into that family aspect, and. You know, they're super talented now. I mean, back when I played and, and when, when I went to school there, we weren't necessarily going to be the, the most talented, the most stick work kind of uh, a group that um, would partake in NCAA tournaments or whatever, but we definitely had the mentality that we we're going to outwork you. I think now the, the playing field is a little bit level where um, that work, work ethic is still there, right? It's always going to be there with Coach, L, Coach A at the helm, but now they're getting, you know, top recruits. You can see early commits that people just want to go there. 
Um, I think the the balance has kind of shifted a little bit. It used to be Navy. Navy, when I was a freshman, they were on a 13-game, 13 13-year 13 win streak against Army. But now things have kind of leveled back to the mean a little bit. And, and kids just want to, like I said, they want to get on the field. They want to play. And who better to play for than Coach Alvarez and that staff? It's just, a, like I said, a great experience that I had. And, and all the credit to the kids that um, are, are going through it now. They're just uh, – you know, using that chip on their shoulder that they uh, created in the preseason where no one was talking about them. And, and like I said, they, they took the reins a little bit and won the Patriot League. And, and I think they got the talent to do some serious damage in the tournament here. Yeah, well, it's, it's a young team still. It's uh, you know, I think there's only two starting uh, seniors, of course, Max Dent, the, the goalie, and uh, yep. Deacon Donaldson. Uh, those are the only two starters, as far as I can recall. Uh, you have a bunch of juniors, uh, real good, real good offensive players, and then you have you know, some sophomores. Will Coletti uh, at the faceoff is unbelievable this year, Absolutely. and then of course you have Evan Plunkett. Uh, 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 yeah, Evan Plunkett, a, a freshman, and uh, Gunnar Fellows, a freshman. Uh, and one more, John Sullivan, um, who um, have, you know, you know, I talked to Joe about this quite a bit. They, uh, these guys have come out of nowhere in terms of the NCAA. Joe knew he had a talent, but uh, For sure. um, it's, it's very impressive. A young team, a young team. It is impressive. And I think, uh, I'm not sure if you mentioned it, but I do want to mention him, uh, AJ Pilot. I think he's just an absolutely phenomenal defender. Um, that guy's straight lockdown on on his matchup and allows the defense to do you know other things rather than sliding to him and worry about his matchup so he's incredible but like you said all those names that you mentioned reese burrick i know he's a upstate guy so we're a little bit biased here he's rochester um you know love the way he plays and just like i said the the, the way that they've um finished last year and built on that momentum and then you have new kids new you know, younger class people that are stepping up and, and taking the reins a little bit. That's that's awesome to see. And and um, anything could happen in the tournament, right? So you saw Will Coletti get super hot at the faceoff X. That's huge. That's absolutely incredible for possessions and uh, possession time and controlling the game, controlling the tempo that you want to play at. And then, um, you know, knocks Dent in the goal, just having a uh, incredible senior year. And he, he waited his turn, um, you know, kept grinding, but uh, I'm very, very happy for him that he's showcasing. Uh, um, play at the highest level and to prove that he's one of the best goalies in the nation. So, like I said, they have pieces at all different areas in the uh, in the in the game there that I think they're going to give Maryland all they can ask for. Jeremy, let's uh going back. Let's backtrack a little bit to your Army career and just the, sure. your time. We talked about Evan Plunkett, right, having a impact uh what was your um because i know what would you talk to, to us a little bit walk us through your freshman season starting on you know and how that you know how your career got started and uh you know it ended uh, you were still number three right now currently on the army yeah. points list at west point yeah i think it was uh kind of a little bit of a slow start for me but um it was just a, a little bit as a young kid right you don't realize the kind of role and in in what you're stepping into when you step on campus there at Army. But um, I think the the summer training and, you know, playing with the guys helped out a little bit because pretty, pretty shell-shocked and culture-shocked when I immediately went there and I was like, man, can I play with these guys? You know, self-doubt a little bit. But then you start playing with uh, your peers, your classmates, and you can realize that, you know, you have the ability to do some things. And then just the leadership group that we had um, was incredible. They They – pull you under their wing they teach you, you know, what you need to know, but they also hold you accountable in the sense of, you know, this is what 
were expecting of you and, you know, we didn't do. And, and we had a few injuries that year where um, I was lucky enough. I think I was a, a invert midi um, getting some playing time early on, but then I had to fill the role of playing and starting an attack as a freshman. So, um, you know, I was a little bit overweight and not as a uh, best, best player that I could be as a freshman, but ultimately, you know, everything kind of clicked um, that summer um, going into my sophomore year where, you know, you realize the things that you need to do in order to be successful on the field. So um, I took uh, onus of that and, and, you know, like I had, like you said, had a great career and, you know, I attribute all the credit to my coaches and my teammates just for always being there, always making you better. And, and I think that's what they have this year in the sense of they have a lot of good, talented players that are just making each other better in practice. And you can see that uh, trajectory that they had um, going throughout the year and, and they're continuing on in the NCAA tournament. So, um, yeah, it's been a, it was a great ride for sure. I think all that talk by Seth earlier about LeMoyne and stuff was just a smoke screen because he didn't want to talk about your junior year in the NCAA tournament yeah. and how you beat Syracuse 9-8 and I think double overtime, right? Seth, you didn't yeah. want to talk about that. You I was just about, about to ask LeMoyne that question. At the beginning I was just of the about podcast, to ask that question. As you know, I'm Army and Syracuse, so go ahead. Yeah, talk to us a little bit about that your junior year and how you were able to, you know, I think was Syracuse the second seed at that first time? Seed. They were pretty high. They were the first. They were the they first, were the first oh, wow. seed. Yeah. The first seed, uh, two-time defending champs. I don't know. Actually, I don't know if they were the first seed because I think we were no, – they won. We got they won. It was, it was, it was yeah. 16 against one, yeah. Uh, don't, me- don't mess around, yeah. There you go. But either way, right? Um, junior year, my junior year, 2010 season was a straight roller coaster because I mean, we hit rock bottom very early in that season where you know we I think we started off one and three, one and four, something like that. We were the first team ever to lose to Air Force, so that was not a good feeling, right? You always have those uh, academy rivals um, and, and everything that goes along there. So a long first time we went out to Colorado Springs too. So a long um, flight back home, a lot of. Uh, yeah, inner thinking and, and uh, looking in the mirror to, to make some changes there. But ultimately, you know, something clicked where we got rolling in the conference play because everything, we still had goals in front of us that, you know, like, like I said, the AQ is always out there for the NCAA tournament. But I think that was the first year where any team has run the table in the Patriot League and then also to host the tournament and win those two games in the Patriot League tournament, defeat Navy for a second time that year. It was a absolutely great feeling. But yeah, I mean, I always held a uh, special special meaning playing at Syracuse, being from the area here. Um, you know, I'm not going to say that because everything worked out at Army, but as a kid, you always had dreams of going to Syracuse. Those are the games that you watched. Um, I'm now coaching with Ryan Powell, uh, who's the head coach there at CBA. So um, everything comes full circle when you're a kid. You're watching, you know, Casey, Mike, Ryan play at Syracuse. Like, man, I want to do this, but um, never got recruited, so which is all the better for Army and, and myself, um, honestly. But it was a great game, right? I mean, they got the better of us in the uh, regular season, but we knew we could hang. We knew we had some pieces that if we got a little bit better um, uh, and improved throughout the year that we could catch them. And like I said, they were the – you're saying it's the one seed. Um, they were the two-time defending champs. So, I mean, everyone pretty much had it written in that they were going to the second round there. But – um, yeah, we came in with a good game plan. I think uh, we mucked it up early a little bit, made a little bit of a run, and then when things got tight, it was just uh, we had a great game by Derek Sipperly that game, uh, won some face-offs for us, controlled the tempo, and then ultimately we took advantage of our opportunity in the second overtime. And I remember the play, it was yesterday. I was coming down the left side, 
Um, Joel White slid to me, um, whether that was a warranted slide or not. We always joke about it because we, we became teammates. Joel, myself, um, John Galloway with Rochester Rattler. So joked about it here and there. But, you know, like I said, I saw Devin Lynch on the crease and very happy that he finished it and, and we moved on in the tournament. So that was an incredible win, incredible feeling, right? And I, I don't want to because everyone always wants to talk about Syracuse and everything like that. It was a little bit of a letdown uh, in the second game because we got pretty pretty handled by Cornell. Um, but like I said, just making the NCAA tournament was an incredible accomplishment. And we like to think that we kind of uh, propelled the program a little bit into you know, national recognition to say, hey, we're here and we're not going anywhere. And look what Coach Alvarezzi and the company are doing now. So it was a, just a tremendous experience and, and very grateful for that opportunity. That's no doubt. Well, probably one of the bigger wins in the Army in the lacrosse program's history. And uh, so after that, your senior year, right, you're uh, a Thornton finalist uh, for one of the best players in, in the nation. Um, how does senior year go? And then talk talk us through, like, what was life, life like after West Point and lacrosse? Sure, no doubt. Um, yeah, senior year was great. I mean, uh, I think with the expectations coming off the tournament run and everything like that, I think we were picked, you know, one or two in the preseason for the Patriot League and definitely had some pieces. However, you know, hit a little bit of an injury bug and, and just never really put it all together. We had a lot of returning uh, players and, and key, key players there um, on that team. But, you know, at the end of the day, we just didn't get it done when we needed to. And uh, um, like I said, we always had that target on our back. Um, not making any excuses because, like I said, when teams are improving, new recruits come in, you know, everyone, the parity is 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 nonstop in lacrosse and the, the sport is growing and everyone's good now. So it's a challenge, for, you know, let alone the Patriot League or any conference to try to get that automatic qualifying. But um, nonetheless, uh, had a good year um and it was just you know it's sad right when you when you commit all that time and, and four years you work and then after you graduate you uh you know you miss you miss the practices you don't know what to do yourself from like 3 p.m to, to 7 p.m because you're always like you know uh, i know i'm gonna go to the locker room i'm gonna hang out with my buddies gonna lift weights get to work on my game whatever it may be but um graduation was awesome it was just a kind of a uh, encompassing of the four years and the hard work that we all put in. So um, graduating from a place like West Point, um, you know, can't really put into words. It's just a super honor of my life and, uh, you know, very proud for everything that we've all done. Um, but luckily I was able to uh, continue playing in the professional ranks there and uh, um, not as serious as it was today. Um, so I played in the MLL. I think I had played for like seven or eight years and also coached a little bit, but um, the reason we were able to play is because uh, it was a weekend sort of ordeal where, you know, everyone, you're not living off your lacrosse paycheck and no one's really playing for the paycheck. They're kind of playing to keep the dream alive a little bit and, and uh, you know, just hang out and, and have that team aspect in their life. And it was just awesome. But um, everyone had a five day week job. And whenever that was over, um, you everyone would fly to whatever their location was that weekend. You would play. Uh, you would practice that night. You would practice a little walkthrough Saturday morning, and then you would play um, Saturday night, and then uh, everyone would fly back and be ready for work on Monday. So a little bit of a grind, but it was definitely worth it just because, uh, you know, it was the it was the pinnacle of, of that sport at the time, right? And I know MLL was around um, for 20-plus years, and then now the PLLs come around. And um, it's just super exciting that, that people can have the ability to continue playing um, after, you know, their, their military, um, duties all out for, and, and luckily I was in a situation where, um, 
I had good commanders and, you know, I ensured them that I wasn't going to miss any work. I got all my work done prior to, you know, going out and playing, but, you know, they were very supportive of, you know, me kind of keeping my dream alive a little bit. So I'm very thankful for all the commanders that I had and all the, the leadership that let me play, let me travel on the weekends sort of deal. But there's also times where, where you can't, where, you know, I was on the Denver Outlaws and we were undefeated that year and I couldn't go to the final floor in the championship because I had a field exercise that, you know, the military uh, ultimately took precedent. So you're going to run into issues and not issues, but just, you know, uh, schedule conflicts that um, are always going to be there for, for anyone that graduates in the military here. But um, like I said, it was just a, a super uh, great experience. Again, so, so grateful that I was able to, um, play for in longevity for that year. And um, I thought that I was done probably after my third year where um, I played for three years and then got deployed. So I missed the whole year, but luckily great coach. I'm still, you know, best friends with them now. Tim Sudan from Rochester um, actually coached Reese Burick at the Fair, yeah, Fairport where mm -hmm. he's from now um, was my head coach uh, for the Rattlers. And, he picked me up in the supplemental draft after deployment. I thought I was done and then uh, gave me the opportunity and, and, uh, you know, continued on for four or five more years. So it was just a tremendous experience. And, and like I said, turning it to now to um, what people are doing now. And it's just uh, incredible to see, you know, the likes of Brendan Nick turn, who probably army's all time. Great. Um, greatest player there. Um, definitely from a points perspective, but just the way he led and the way he played the game the right way was just incredible to see. But to see him succeed at the professional level, right? I mean, he can, he was the rookie of the year last year as well in the, in the professional uh, PLL there. And then, you know, Johnny Serdic too was just an incredible athlete. You know, I think he had a little bit of scheduling conflicts last year, but he was able to, uh, you know, get through those, play a couple games. And now I think he's back full time because, you know, his schedule allows for it. So, um, it's so exciting to see those guys on a national stage and to have them carry the Army Lacrosse name and to, you know, get the program out there and just continue to keep churning out, you know, great products year after year and, and great talent that uh, everyone develops. It's just uh, incredible to see that, you know, that ability is there for all these all these players. You were the um, page, uh, you were the, uh, Major League Lacrosse Rookie of the Year in uh, 2011, yeah. right? Yep, wow. I was, yeah. And then the All-Star in, in 2015, was that after the deployment or before the deployment? It was after deployment. So that was the first year I was back. Wow. Yeah, it was that, you know, everyone, it's sure it's on the resume, right? But it's it's a very easy game when you go to an All-Star game and just people are at the highest level. And like I said, you just have a, a head of a stick open. And that was a post when I tore an ACL. So like in college, it was like a feeder and all that kind of stuff more of an initiator and then you're playing with all these guys where they have you know super quicks um super speed that that sort of thing i became an inside guy and and luckily i had the iq to to know when to cut and, and what these guys were looking for that you know build some camera chemistry with these people and and you know lacrosse is such an easy game if you understand the the iq and stuff like that so yeah all-star mvp but i give a lot of the credit almost all the credit to all my teammates who found me and i just had the easy part of burying the ball where were you based when you were with Denver those first three years before you were deployed? Where were you based in the military? Yeah, sure. So my first uh, duty assignment was at Colorado Springs. Um, so it was, so close it was, but my first year, I was a real journeyman before the, by the end of it. But the first year I was in, I was stationed at uh, West Point, actually. I was a grad assistant there when they had that role. So helped out with the prep school. 
um, during that time. And I was able to play, obviously, because, you know, who I reported to was Coach Alvarisi, and he was all for it. And, again, you know, he kept he kept my hand to the fire in the sense of not missing anything that required, um, you know, recruiting activities or anything like that. But um, also gave me the opportunity to allow and, and play that rookie year. But first year I was actually in Hamilton, Canada, um, Hamilton, Ontario, where they played. And then the second year um, they expanded the league. So I went to Charlotte. And then the third year, I got traded to Denver, which was great for me and, and everyone else because, um, like you said, I was at Colorado Springs, an hour south of Denver. And then um, deployment was year four. And I think the, when I got back, I was still in Colorado and then Oklahoma. So that was a grind where I had to go from Colorado or Oklahoma all the way to Rochester. But um, did that for two, two years and then ultimately got posted at Fort Drum. Again, I didn't want to go to Fort Drum, but that's just how the Army works a little bit. But it worked out in the sense of from a lacrosse perspective where I was now just a drive. It was an hour and a half drive from Watertown to Rochester, you know, play whatever I got to do, have see family on the weekend and go back. So, like I said, I was able to uh, continue my career after deployment for like four or five years. So, you know, it's just the way life works a little bit, but it was just it was awesome. Like I said, I would no regrets doing it. Lacrosse has given me so many opportunities that um, I'm so super grateful for. And, you know, you, you can't really make this stuff up when um, you're, you're living it because it's just an awesome, awesome time. What are you up to now, Jeremy, as far as when you're not coaching? What are you, what are you doing? Are you still serving or not? I'm not serving anymore. I got out, in, uh, I think, five years ago, and then uh, I kind of put my foot in down the road a little bit at uh, Lockheed Martin. So technically not serving, but still serving um, the military. We're building uh, counterfire radars and, and some of the doing some systems engineering work, putting my degree to uh, work a little bit down here where um, super uh, large defense contractor with, you know, they do Navy, they do um, air surveillance, all, all sort of things. So um, diverse, diverse background here um, uh, of what Lockheed can do. And, you know, it's been super engaging work and I do feel, I still have that sense of, uh, you know, accomplishment and a, and a sense of serving a little bit that, you know, what we're doing here from a day to day is helping out the soldiers that are either deployed or, you know, getting ready to, to do some exercises and our equipment's helping them, you know, accomplish their missions and their goals. So that's a pretty cool feeling too. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you're still involved in the in lacrosse, right? With being a high school coach. So that's probably still in lacrosse. Yep. Yeah, it's uh, it's different. It's different mentality, right? So I went from playing in the pros to coaching. I did two years coaching in the pros as well. And then, you know, everyone has the highest IQ, right? So it's there's a lot of implied tasks where, you know, they understand the verbiage and stuff like that. Now, being my second year here at the CBA, we're struggling a little bit this year. We still have some pieces and I think we have a, a shot to make a run at the section here. Um, but it's just, um, you know, you really have to dumb things down for, for some of the kids and, and understand that, um, you know, they're still growing and they're still learning the, the game of lacrosse. So um, ultimately, no one, again, I'm not doing it for a paycheck. I don't think any of my counterparts are doing it for a paycheck, too. It's ultimately helping um, the youth of, of um, lacrosse here and growing the game. And like I said, I think I have a decent knowledge of the game that I, I would like to pass down and, and help some of these other other kids who really have dreams and aspirations of going to college. And, you know, if I can do just send them with one little nugget and they take that and, and it, whether it registers now or in college, um, that's all the worthwhile for me. So it's kind of where my mentality was at. Hopefully you're sending some guys, uh, the better, better players maybe towards army, right? Yes. Towards army, not your shirt. 
<laughs> yeah, so, not so there. What do you think about uh, about Saturday against Maryland? Uh, what is what does Army have to do? Of course, the faceoff we know is very important. Uh, what's what's the key to uh, winning this game? Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to say what the key is per se because I'm I'm not that uh, too involved in, in how Maryland has been doing over the year and stuff like that. Obviously, rich tradition, right? And and they have a great coach, John Tillman, and everything like that, but. Um, I think if they just focus on themselves, they'll be fine, right? Like, um, you know, control what they can control, which is, you know, doing everything they, they did in the past to get to this point, right? Will Coletti control the faceoff backs. I think if they control the tempo, and, and like I said, their defense is lights out, where I'm sure they're now um, leading the nation or the second in the nation in, in goals against. But um, if you just, you know, continue to play that, solid defensive effort right give Knox Dent those shots that he uh ultimately is comfortable saving and I think they're going to have super success and if they keep uh playing unselfish team aspect on, on offense like they've been doing all year um they're very hard to stop right because you don't know whether it's uh you know obviously there's a few names Jacob Morin um, Reese that come to mind uh, of leaders of the offense per se but they can be anyone and you know like I said Evan Plunkett could have a great game um, Gunner Fellows can step up. Um, some of the other middies that, you know. Paul Johnson. Paul Johnson's yeah. having a great season. I, I love Paul. I think he's such a – I love the way he plays. And, you know, ambidextrous, right, left. You just can't get a read on him. So, again, um, you know, if they play that team ball, whether they take advantage of their matchups and they win their individual matchups, that ultimately gets that defense moving. Um, and, and then, you know, they find their off-ball players because they're great off-ball. I think they're they're going to have some success. And, you know, um I don't think the moment's going to be too big for them. I know Coach Alvarisi is very good at, uh, you know, pregame speeches and, and getting these guys to understand that this is just another game and, and just to roll out and continue to do everything that they've been doing um, throughout the year that's, that's gained them success. So um, I'm very much looking forward to it. I'm glad it's a 7.30 primetime game. Um, that way we can wrap up the weekend with it a little bit. And, uh, yeah, I think we're all from alumni, friends, and family. We're all rooting Army. We're all wearing black and gold Saturday. Couldn't have said any better. Jeremy, we really appreciate you hopping on. Guys, if you're uh, following us, uh, check out Black Knight Nation. Seth Mendelson has coverage from uh, start to finish of this uh, men's lacrosse season. I uh, did a feature on Evan uh, Plunkett and also uh, is going to have some game coverage for us on Saturday night. We really appreciate uh, Jeremy Boltis coming on, one of the best ever to play at West Point. And uh, check out our YouTube channel. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. And uh, Jeremy, thanks so much again and really appreciate you ha having you on. And, uh, Look forward to talking to you down the road. Thanks so much. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime. Anytime. Uh, appreciate the uh, opportunity and uh, go Army. Have a good day, guys. Thanks. Thank you.